everybody. This is uh, Jordan with the Crohn's Veteran Podcast. I am uh, joined today by my awesome and amazing co-hosts, CJ Cabrera and Renika Wood. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Good. Doing good. And, and today we are very grateful, very honored to have a very special guest. Vanessa is joining us today. Uh, she's here to, to, to tell us you know, her IBD story, share her journey with us, and we're just so grateful. So um, how are you doing? Hi, I'm doing good. Uh, hanging in there during COVID, but yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, well, cool. Well, I, I'll just you know kind of get you know, right, right right off to it. You know, so um, I'm I'm just curious myself. Uh, you, know, you know, what's your what's your journey been like with uh, IBD? Yeah. So um, I had my first flare in 2016. So I was 15 at the time. Okay. And um, for usual story, since I was pediatric at the time, it did take about six, six months to get into a, a doctor, get scopes, get diagnosed. Um, at the time, it was IBD unspecified because mm. they couldn't really tell yet. Um, but then once I started seeing my doctor and discussing symptoms and stuff more, my diagnosis became ulcerative colitis. So... Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, and so, um, how long have you been living with uh, ulcerative colitis now? Yeah. So I'm 18 now. So three years, three and some years. Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, you know, I mean, so, uh, and, you know, so, and so, um, have you been able to get some medicine and you know, have you been able to get some, you know, really good care and stuff like that, or is it still kind of un uncontrolled? You know, what's, what's your uh, life looking you know, at kind of, what's the aftermath looking like for you? Yeah, so I'm actually pretty fortunate that my um, condition is, according to my doctor, very moderate, very mm -hmm. mild, and it's contained to just the very last portion of the colon. Okay. Um, so because of that, I'm really just on the um, mesalazine, I think, the ones that mm -hmm. release, uh, the pills that release in the colon. Okay, so, okay. Um, I've been managing it with those and then also suppositories. And All right. All right. Well, I, well, well, they, well, well, definitely. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And so, I mean, so, 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 with those, you know, medication, I, and I don't want to talk myself, of course. And, uh, <laughs> but, um, but, um, you know, but, you know, but, but, with those medications and stuff, you know, you know, what's your, what's your quality of life, you know, looking like? Is it, you know, it's a pretty. Would you call it back to normal or? Um, I'd say I, I try to balance it a lot with focusing on my diet. Um, other factors, managing my stress. Um. Like right now in school, I am taking a decreased course load, so my mm. degree is going to be longer, but um, at least I can manage my stress better right. without having to worry about triggering mm. a flare. So I'd say my quality of life is as good as it can be right now. So. Oh, well, cool, cool. And go ahead, CJ. I was just going to ask her if she had any tips for any IBDers who want to get into college and, you know stay stress-free and uh, try to manage their IBD there? Um, I'd say definitely reach out to resources. It's something that I did not pay attention to in my first year of university. I'm in my second year right now. Um, but my first year, I had no idea that I qualified for certain um, accessibility services because of my UC. Mm. Um, I, because I never really considered myself disabled or having a disability, so I thought none of that was <laughs> applicable. But then 
one of my friends said, you know, just just see what they have. Maybe they have something. And they have a whole section for if you live with a chronic illness. Um, oh, wow. And a lot of people with IBD actually uh, access different services like reducing your course load, um, being able to write in an exam room where if you need to use the washroom, uh, someone will escort you to the washroom. You don't have to worry about losing time on your test. They'll just stop the clock and then you could go take as long nice. as you need. And nice, 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 nice. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's so many things that, man, I wish I had known about that. <laughs> so. <laughs> Awesome. You know, being being a um I'm gonna say college student, it'd be very challenging dealing with a chronic illness. Um, like your friends, like how do your friends support you during this process? So my friend was actually uh she has um a learning disability, so that's why she was in there. Um and she originally said, uh, you know, they have a lot of other services. Uh and the whole first year I was just like, no, 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 like I'm not gonna worry about it. I don't wanna, I just wanna get just do everything normally. Mm. That was mm. my mentality back then. But what happened is last year at the end, uh, right before COVID ha happened, actually, I flared again because I was super stressed out with school and coming back from the holidays. My diet was all messed up. So I mm. finally said, you know what? Second year, I'm going to see what's available for me. And mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's really good advice. That's really yeah. good advice. You know, because yeah, because I that 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 never. That, I mean, I, I've had Crohn's disease since I was fourteen, and so um, and I could have I could have used that knowledge, you know, type thing. But I, <laughs> I, I, but, but I actually ended up, you know, joining the military instead. So I got my school kind of done that way. Yeah, right. You know, I think it's awesome that uh, I know I went to North Carolina A and T here here in North Carolina and. Our school had like a lot of different resources, but um, I wasn't diagnosed with um, irritable disease until after college. Um, but I always thought that the community resources for college was more so for persons who need to like, you mentioned like learning disabilities or persons that may have like other type of illnesses, I mean, uh, impairments, but not a chronic illness like a Crohn's or colitis. I never would have known that. So I'm glad that's a positive resource for persons listening now who is, who is in college they do have options for you guys. So it's very big for us to know about that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And yeah. you stay on campus, right? Like um, my first year I was on campus. Uh, that was one accessibility service I did access to. It's separate from um, my school's academic uh, accessibility services. This one was for, okay, if you're living on residency, I specifically got my doctor to say I need a private or a semi-private washroom because mm -hmm. you know I would like my privacy I'm probably going to be in there often like I don't know what right. could happen and I'm glad I did because I did flare so I did need the washroom quite often mm -hmm. um, so all of those services and accessibility services are available as well definitely wow. do, do all your teachers know that you have IBD um so the way it works is uh, I go through a, a, an accessibility services counselor so um, I basically just register with them and then they send a whole list of students that have these uh, accessibility services that have access to them. Mm -hmm. They send those to your professors and then it's really vague. The professors really don't need to know what I'm diagnosed with. They right. just need to know that, okay, she's registered. Just give her the extra time on the exam. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, actually, <laughs> yeah um, it's, uh, the, actual, the, the last job that I had was kind of the first I mean, I said I, 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 I've had Crohn's for a really long time, but 
the, the last job that I had was the first job that I actually told them or, or, or that I actually got a uh, medical, like an accommodation is what they call it. Yeah, kind of what, you, what you're talking about. And so like, and it's kind of freeing. It's a little bit freeing, you know, because, you know, you don't feel like you have to keep this big secret anymore from anybody and you can just do your own thing. So, um, so, uh, you know, if, so to me, if, if the environment's right for you, you know, I would pursue that, you know, if, you know, if anybody's listening out there. Definitely. I know in my job, um, I just took like an extended FMLA, uh, family medical leave, family medical leave. What did, I forgot what the A stands for, but it stands for something. <laughs> <laughs> so I get up until I think it's, I get 12 weeks a year for medical or six weeks. I know it's a long time, but I did not know that. I was like, oh my God, I had like a few surgeries. Like, oh my God, I'm going to work for a month at a time, six weeks minimum. Could be less, could be more. So I was kind of worried, but I did call my um, my department, Human um, Resources. They said that they do have like a program where I can go through where I keep my job, of course, and I go through paperwork, file paperwork. If I have like flares, I can take a work for a week, not get penalized for it. So a lot of people are not aware of those resources, like they even own, own jobs. So that resource center is very big for college students, especially. I can really dig that. Got you, got you. So do you uh do you guys um i'm asking everybody like uh Renique, i know you went to college mm -hmm. um, did you do the whole social i know you were uh was it a beta a data delta you're a delta um were you looking to get into any like fraternities or anything like that? Oh, so sorority. Or so yeah, sorority. Uh-huh. V. Um I don't even know if my school has those. I feel like this might be a thing that's definitely more prominent in the States. Um mm. up here in Canada, I feel like we have one. Um, I think it's like a Jewish fraternity. I don't no. know. Mm. <laughs> so okay. um I don't at least I don't know of any. Um nor do I think well, I really uh, care to well, join one. Right. Well, 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 what's your, um, well, what do you hope to kind of study or what, what are you studying? What do you, what do you hope to major in, uh, yeah, in school? Like, what do you hope, kind of, like your kind of job interest, I guess, would, would be a little bit. Yeah. So this is one area of my life I have things planned down to the T, but um, <laughs> I am in school right now for applied human nutrition with an area of emphasis in dietetics which is just fancy language for it's a nutrition program that's accredited by um, the Dietitians Association of Canada. Cool, so once I, cool. finish, once I finish this degree with this emphasis, I can either apply for my internship or my master's um, and then write this big exam and then become a dietitian. That's the plan. <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. That's a good plan. So I wish you all success all the way through. So. That's definitely good. I know CJ and I had mentioned before, we was just like just in sync with, he had a dietitian um, conversation recently, CJ, is that correct? Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I had one too. My, I had got a call from my insurance company about a month ago. It was like, you know, we have all these resources for you. I'm looking like, resources? What can I get from resources? <laughs> and they said, well, we can have a dietitian give you a call, a nutritionist give you a call. I'm like, dietitian? I'm like, okay, because I was paying for out of pocket and my primary care physician, they um mm. linked to someone. I'm like, well, I can keep my $50 to myself. But she was talking about with my Crohn's and what do I eat? I take a, I'm on a food journal now. Like, mm -hmm. okay. Same. But, mm. right, you don't want to. And she wanted yeah. to uh, incorporate all these type of different um 
supplements, more natural supplements, and remove like a lot of the, the carbohydrates, even though right now I'm going through, I have, I have, I had surgery, I had ostomy surgery in December, so I'm in a remission right now, but since I have been in remission, my weight has um, <laughs> increased significantly versus when I was not, I did not have one, I had lost weight significantly, so she was saying my body's never holding on to all the nutrients that I did not have before to hold on to. So I'm the opposite now, like, hey, can I get a few pounds gone? But if I don't want to hold it on to it, I'm like, okay, well, I'm cool with it, you know. But yes, yeah, so I can I can definitely commend you for that that profession. It's very, very much so needed. Yeah, you thank know. you. You're yeah. welcome. Yeah, definitely. I, you know, yeah, me, yeah, me and food is a, you know, it's a, it's an everyday battle. And I think, yeah, just it's just so important. You know, people, you know, people like you know. That, that are interested in being, you know, nutritionists and stuff. It's just, it's or dietitians and all, it's just so valuable. I, you know, me, like I had a surgery and I lost kind of like me 15 pounds kind of evaporated. And so, and, and so like, you know, so one of the things I've been trying to do is have a diet that, you know, I can you know, try to put on some weight and stuff like that. And so, I don't know. And so it's just something that, I mean, I mean everybody, I think is kind of, it's, it's so interesting because, you know, with IBD and stuff, everybody has, like everybody's experience is so different. So. It is. Mm -hmm. It is. Mm -hmm. I, I saw a photo recently of it was a I'm gonna call it a, um, a young lady who was slimmer, and one person who was like a larger bodybuilder individual, and they was talking about like um, confidence in your body and positive positivity and self image, and they was seeing how how we see someone may be different how they see themselves. The smaller individual wanted to be the size of a larger individual. And shooting beside the smallest individual. Yeah, but not know both of them have their own insecurities. So with dietitian and having the IBD, I know when I had my flares, like when I lost weight, my weight was very unhealthy. And my mom always said me, I was like, I'm gaining all this weight. She was like, stop, just stop seeing that now. She said, one time you lose, you lose, you lose weight. I said, mom, still, I'm gaining weight. Wait, I would get so mad. But she said, just calm down, Renika. Be very mindful that you are getting healthier now. So that's very important because people too, do tend to be a little uncomfortable with either gaining weight or losing weight during the IBD. So if right. people listening, it's okay You're on your own journey, just stick to it and do what you can do, do the best you can. That's my take on that weight, weight thing. So is there, is there, the, thanks for sharing that, Renika. Like, you know, yeah. is, is, and, and so, is, and so like, is there, you know, so you have everything planned out to a T, and so like, and so, and so, and so, and so, and so, like, so once you, so once you're this, you know, amazing, you know, accredited, educated, motivated, you know, you know, like, like professional out there, like, you know, what would you, you know, like, hope, you know, like, where is there like a dream job that you would like to have? Um, that's the part where I don't have planned out. That's the part that's more penciled in, just because I know dietetics is such a huge fields and right now only being in my second year there's so many different branches that I'm interested in right now I do um I am interested in public health cool. um okay. it is kind of on my bucket list to do um international work one mm. day um and I'm also interested in like uh cultural inclusion and diversity and nutrition because it's mm -hmm. something that's not present much and the whole system is kind of built off certain ideas that need to be changed so I'm very interested in working too especially in my undergrad and graduate studies um, I feel like that's the prime time to kind of network with uh, dietitians and I'm already doing it networking with dietitians and having these conversations 
Is it like a mentorship with the? Yeah, so I'm actually um, I'm a mentee for a diversified dietetics program. Um, so that program just works to match uh, dietitians with dietetic students. Um, so she's been helping me um, with resume prep and with job applications and just figuring out where I want to go with my career mm -hmm. and stuff. And like I said, having those conversations about cultural inclusion and in dietetics. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. Paths right there. You can go this way, that way, a lot of different ways. You know, I'm just, it's awesome. I think we need more individuals that have an understanding about the benefit of nutrition and what nutrition can do for the, the body within itself. Exactly. Definitely. A lot of, a lot of people don't understand that um, we use f uh, food to fuel our bodies, mm. not just, you know, to satisfy our hunger. Yeah, and um, also the difference between dietitians and just, I don't know, some, some internet webpage is we, uh, half of our studying, well, half of it is hardcore science and biochemistry. Mm. The other half of it is actually counseling techniques and psychology and taking um, more social sciences and social studies courses where we um, talk about like... Um, uh, that's the word I'm looking for, but talk about uh, culture and, and what role that plays in some in how you're going to counsel someone that makes sense. Um, that as makes a dietitian. Sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because there's, um, I know a lot of people who kind of gave up on dietetics or dietitians who went to seek a dietitian and then the whole diet plan they gave them isn't satisfying their cultural mm -hmm. needs or right. what they would mm -hmm. naturally, what they like right. and enjoy to eat. Right. So, I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can see that happening. It looked like a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah, that was more different, but I was like, yeah, tweak this a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, and there's like, you know, I, I've seen like these like diets for like, you know, like, uh, like, I guess like, like a, or like a low residue, like, like, like low residue like diets. Yeah, five man. That's how I was trying to come up. But I don't yeah. want to say it wrong, but, but yeah, so, so thank you for that. And so, um, but yeah, but my life looking at like, uh, about 80% of this is not going to work. Exactly. So um, I can I can eat I can eat the um not actually nothing on here. So. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna start so, off with some dark greens, right? You know, <laughs> wash it wash it down with some cottage cheese. Like oh, I don't know. So. I'm good. It's like yogurt for snack. Exactly. <laughs> you know, but it's funny. It's not. It's funny though because my dietitian I talked to her first. She was like, well. In the morning time, you do like a glass of milk. And I, I was like, milk? I was like, no, nah, I can't have milk. I said, I can have probably some uh, lactate, like some free milk. She said, oh, mm -hmm. so I said, no milk, no eggs. You know, I got to be very mindful. I can eat more of the meats, but not like a lot of the the greens, the the mm -hmm. Brussels sprouts and the the kales and the salads. I'm like, mm -hmm. no, lady, I've been a flare before you even told your ass. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> yes. So yeah. So speaking of that, yes. Yeah, so um, to piggyback off off of that, so uh, you know, since you've been diagnosed, you know, are, are there any like what you call like trigger foods? You know, things that you, mm -hmm. you know you find yourself avoiding. Um. So I'm actually vegan and gluten free. Um. 
Okay. Not gluten-free by choice. Gluten-free was, I realized that that just causes way too much bloating, mm -hmm. uncomfortability. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they're necessarily IBD symptoms or just right. like... Just you, you know? The, yeah, just me. Like how you, so like how, like how you're built, that thing. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I avoid gluten. I will eat a little bit sometimes if I'm feeling up to it, but most of the time it's no. Um, vegan, it kind of... It only started after... I was diagnosed. I think I might have been vegetarian when I was diagnosed, and then I just kind of kept just let's just do it full, full. So, um, dairy. I was already lactose intolerant, so couldn't drink that anyway. Uh, that I guess would be another trigger food. Other than that, I feel like when I'm not in a flare, I could pretty much eat anything. Um, mm. I can get away with the, a higher fiber diet. Okay. Um, when I am flaring, like right now, I'm not feeling the bestest. I can kind of feel one coming on. And I think that's just a result of my birthday weekend and Thanksgiving in Canada all happening <laughs> in, one, in one week. I kind of went a little ham with the food right, you know, <laughs> and the alcohol. It. And it was just a lot. So Enjoyed yourself um, type thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah, so... Um, yeah, um, after that whole weekend, I've been trying to cut back on the fiber a bit, mm. um, just so I could calm things down and then, and then we'll see how that goes. Definitely. My, you mentioned alcohol. I was about to say, you know, being a college student, you want to explore the parties and yeah. your friends, I hang it, turn it up, turn down for the turn up. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> How do you incorporate all that into your your like your life? And do your friends know about that? Like, do you find yourself not going out as much because of the conflict of the alcohol? Or how do you process all that? Um, yeah. So first of all, I realized I started this podcast and I said I'm 18, which I'm not. <laughs> I'm 19 now. Just to make it clear that I'm legal in Canada to drink alcohol. <laughs> it, you know, when you just it's just your birthday and then you just forget right, right. that. Yeah. Happened. Mm -hmm. 19. Um, last year, honestly, everything up until this year, I really didn't care about my alcohol. It never affected me that much, or at least I never noticed that it affected me. So I would still go to parties and get pretty drunk. I would drink a lot. Um, so in that sense, I was fine. I feel like what kind of helped balance that out was that I always had my diet really good I was always exercising still I was getting my proper sleep so everything else was under good control so I can get away with maybe once a month going and binge drinking um I'm definitely not like the part the college party kids so I was doing more of more of the studying than the partying but I yeah I mean I, say, I was uh, I mean CJ and I are both military veterans and stuff so you know, we, you know, we both know. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, yeah, I was, I was in the military from my 19 to 28. And so that was, it was all good times. So, um, so yeah, but that's, it's interesting. Like, yeah, cause I wasn't, I didn't have active Crohn's symptoms really then. And so, and so I, I didn't, didn't either. Yeah. And so I was getting stressed. It was bad. Yeah. It was, it was, <laughs> it was, it was pretty good times. Pretty it was good times. pretty good, bad times. Let's just yeah, say exactly. That. Like, you know, like, like, you know, like gut poison type thing. So. I'm pretty sure I had alcohol poison a couple of times, but, you know, suck it up. Because I got that note when I was, how old I? I think I was 24. No, I'm lying. I was 26. Anyway, I know I was just finished grad school, 
and where where I live, North Carolina A and T, like one of those biggest, like the, you know, I'm from, I'm hey. from my school, but we're like one of those colleges where everybody come there for all type of festivities. So alcohol was always a part of that, um, turn up sessions. But <laughs> I did not, th- I didn't know I had Crohn's then, but I was never thinking about. It. I'm like, dang, the weekend be over. I'm like in the bed. I'm lethargic. I'm going to the restroom more. Cause like, we know he's just um the overflow of the alcohol you can have. I'm like, okay, you make sense. So then my mind, I thought that, but not knowing the whole time I my, my alcohol was feeding my Crohn's, feeding it and feeding it. Right. Feeding. Yeah, probably, yeah, probably, yeah, probably me too. Yeah. yeah. Increasing um, my increasing it, increasing it more. <laughs> like it's bad. Are we bad? We are bad. We are terrible. <laughs> well, and, like I said, like I said, like you know, we're you know, we're we're human, you know. So, right. <laughs> so you know, you know, I mean. Yeah, life is life is short. You have a little bit of fun with it, you know. Who might yeah, you know, who might say anything to you? That's you right. Know, I kind of pulled that card yesterday. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I said fuck it, and I ate fried Oreos. I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, you know what? I got a prednisone coming in the mail, and it came today. I'm just mm-hmm. like, fuck it. <laughs> with that prednisone, you, you eat more than a fried Oreo because you'll be fried, fried Oreo. Yeah, man. I don't even know. I ate, I ate two of them bitches, but let me let me be clear, man. Mm-hmm. It was worth it, but not worth it because your boy is bleeding. But mm-hmm. it was worth it. Is that my you... mental health. Right, you needed yeah. that. I needed right, it. I needed right. it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, you yeah, just I... gotta take the mouse yeah. for your mental health. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, me. I guess. <laughs> I guess I can't really talk too much because this morning I, I had like a cinnamon cinnamon roll type thing. That's very, 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 <laughs> and so like, that sounds dank. So, I'm not gonna lie. Right, it was it was, it was delicious. So, but um, you know, you know, so you know, um, I wish I had you know. So if I ever get rich, I'm definitely hiring somebody. You know, with vanilla, like, make like, me gluten free yeah, snacks. Exactly, like you know, you know so gluten free chef. About you know, like an amazing dietitian, nutritionist. <laughs> you know that you know that could actually you know. Make you know good food. Good so, food, edible food. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gotta be edible now. Yeah, yeah, so so learn it all, you know, Vanessa, and then go out and train people to learn more type thing. Definitely. Yes. You know, so we have <laughs> like a whole like squad of people that can help IBD IBD people. So. Definitely. When I tell people my diet restrictions, the first thing they ask is, "What do you eat?" That's why I got Nothing. so frustrated of just sending pictures to everyone of all the nice food I cook up, and like the, there's a lot of good like vegan gluten free restaurants popping mm-hmm. up like everywhere. There are about like 15 that I know of just in my like close little area, my neighborhood of like vegan desserts, Mm -hmm. lunch, breakfast, everything you could possibly think of. So I I honestly just made a food blog account and I said, whenever someone asks me what I eat now, I just refer them to the account. (laughs) Then they're like, no way is that vegan and gluten free? I'm like, yes, yes, it is. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't realize they had so many different types of options for like, Food, like I told the guys, like I can't eat peanut butter, right? <clears throat> so I found some wow butter, W O W butter, wow butter. Tastes like peanut butter. I just have an ADE. I've had a mood to eat it, but it's everything like the same. Mm-hmm. Even if I'm here where I live, my grocery store, there was like two or three just vegan and um, gluten free just owls. Everything is like gluten free, vegan free, gluten vegan free. So it's how like, wow, I didn't realize that. See, I'm not vegan or gluten-free, but I will learn to adapt a healthier lifestyle by eating of the less carbohydrate foods and all that other type of extra extra ingredients I don't need, all the artificial flavor and stuff. I don't need that stuff. 
And I think with my Crohn's, it means my body even hold on to weight even more. Mm-hmm. But definitely, I'm looking to this. Um, I'm already. What's that? What am I? Pescatarian? Did I say that right? What is that? Is that? What? I don't eat. I don't eat nothing but uh, uh most Fish? like seafood. Okay. Fish and, like, shrimp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess yeah, that's I'll what eat. I am. Yeah. Oh no, I, mean, I had meat, I had, meat, get, meat. I had chicken today for the first time in like a little bit. <laughs> no, I guess I'm rebelling. <laughs> I, eat, I eat everything, but I just put like a boy like greasy fried, you know, like just junk food, pretty much just mm-hmm. junk food. But one of the things that you know, like I've talked about and Renika talked about a little bit, you know, with with me is a cookbook, and um, you know, for like for IBD people, there's a there's a few of them out there, but you know, but we really need to you know, um, kind of speaking to that, you know, cultural diversity and, you know, in, in, in the different in different people's needs and stuff, because, you know, a lot of those cookbooks just, like, just kind of like those, you know, recipe sheets or whatever, they, they, they just don't hit. And so, like, um, so do you, you know, so, yeah, so, yeah, so, like, what, what are some of your favorite things to make or, you know, to have? Um, well, that's a good, my favorite thing to eat for breakfast is avocado toast. Every morning, all the time. My favorite thing, I get some really good gluten-free bread from one of the stores by me. And I just get a good avocado and mash it up and put it on. And I also found they have like veggie vegan burger patties that are really like pretty much, it's just straight. Like I can make it myself at home with mushrooms and and mushrooms have been showing like pretty good for anti-inflammatory effects. So it's like mushroom patties and I put those on. Uh, that's my go-to and then any and every dessert I love <laughs> and there's a lot yeah. that that kind of bypass the high sugar they're just naturally sweetened with bananas or mm-hmm. I know some people don't respond well to bananas but there's bananas maple syrup um, mm-hmm. and honey if you choose to eat honey right uh, yeah awesome okay. well awesome well good. Um, well I, I think it's been a bit it's been, I think it's been about 30 minutes or so and so um, so I think we're going to wrap things up a little bit here, but, um, you know, before we go, um, there's, you know, to anybody out there that's, you know, young, like a young person like yourself, you know, has Crohn's going to school, like, yeah, I mean, but, you know, beyond, you know, searching for programs and stuff, is there any kind of, you know, parting advice you have? And not only that, where, where people can find you. <laughs> Ooh, parting advice for just college students in yeah. general. Yeah, like or just or you know, like you know, like years. yeah. I would say like yeah, and maybe maybe the last you know few years, you know, what have you what have you learned? Something just like you know, man. If I had you know, if I talk about younger self, <laughs> the younger self talk. Wow, and it's funny that you bring it up because every time, like, I constantly reflect on where I was at this point last year, mm-hmm. and I was a completely different person. I was a very shy person. Um, but I think the number one thing I learned was just to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Um, definitely taking that first step into something that might scare you. Um, once you start doing it, it might turn out to be one of the best decisions you ever made. So yeah, that would be my advice for that. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Well, 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 thank you for that. And, um, and then also, yeah, you know, your, your socials and stuff, you know, you know, know, if people wanted to reach out to you. You know, they don't to help you support you and your goals and stuff. You know, how, how, how can they can they do that? Yeah, so I have two Instagram accounts. I have my main account, which is br dot sammy s a m m y, and then I have my food account, which is venture dot with dot v. 
Um, so you can catch all my recipes and fitness posts and, awesome. and everything on there. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you. Well, thank you very much. And for, you know, for Crohn's, for Crohn's veteran, um, you know, we greatly appreciate, you know, everyone who listens to our show, you know, we, we greatly appreciate, you know, everybody that's, that supports us. Um, you can, you can find us on www.crohnsveteran.com. Um, we're, you know, we're live every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m., you know, talking to, talking to great people like Vanessa here. Um, you know, also, you can, you, you can check out our Teespring store uh, for, for uh, Crohn's Veteran. Um, you can check us out on Anchor, uh, Spotify, YouTube, uh, Google Podcasts, and, of course, our YouTube channel you can support, too. Um, so with that, you know, please subscribe, like us, all that kind of good stuff. And um, thanks, Vanessa. You have a Thank you so much. Thank right. you. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. You too. Bye -bye. You too. Nice to meet you. Have a good night. You, too.